I am Matt Booth from Room 101, a.k.a. Swanky White, Swank Dog 3000. Oh, yeah. My mom's real proud. And you're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. Welcome into Kiss My Ash Radio, where life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars is all that matters. Whether you're new to cigars or been smoking for years, Kiss My Ash is get her entertain, inform, and more importantly, smoke. To reach the gang, call them, 877-960-9960. Now here's your host, Honesty. I like to smoke them like some Winston like John Good morning. Welcome, loyal listeners, libertarians, and lovers of the leaf. This is Kiss My Ash Radio. I'm your host, Ash Dave, along with Special K. And the studio is feeling awfully intelligent today with Lady M. <laughs> I like how you changed that. Oh, without a doubt. I, I, re- I read that and I was like, oh, really? No. Really? You're going to put that in there? Oh, it's, it's, you know, it's airhead-free zone today. Yeah. Uh, however, oh. it's a giant sausage fest. Yes, it is a giant sausage fest with uh, John D. already in the room. And mm-hmm. uh, special guest, Andy Costin. Andy, uh, thanks for joining us today. Thank you so Colin, much. how long are you going to stretch out that intro song, bro? Cut it. There you go. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah. Colin's got like, the slowest like yeah. fade out in the history of mankind. That, that was a long one. Did you, you liked it? You wanted to keep listening? You're yeah. having a good time? Okay. <laughs> fade that thing out, bro. <laughs> got to work on the fade out. Anyways, thanks for joining us, Andy. Thank you. I really appreciate you inviting me. Okay, Rain Man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> You all right this morning? We get you up a little too early? Yeah, you know, I'm not a morning person. And, uh, you know, I don't want to, I'm trying to find that balance between too little coffee and too much coffee. But. Andy, I've known you for a lot of years. Yeah. You're not really that kind of an anything person. Exactly. I think you hit it on the head. I think you hit it on the head. Well, thanks for joining us. And Andy will be uh, part of our Meet Your Maker uh, segment later on today and give you a little history and background of Andy Carlson, the man behind the. The cigar scene in this industry. Uh, Lady M out in Key West having fun with her girls, one of her girls' birthdays. Hopefully she's having fun. Yeah, she, she was a little ill driving she, down. She, she was ne- near death yesterday. She texted me like at 12-something last night doing Jaeger bombs, so <laughs> recovery must have came swiftly. Yeah. Alcohol, uh, it fixes everything. Yes. Six weeks from now, 100th episode. Woo! We do our 100th episodes live from our uh, Casa de Cristo, Boynton Beach. Gonna show up, Andy? Absolutely, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, we're gonna we're put together an all-star bash. We're gonna probably do a four-hour show that day, and uh, it's gonna be our one hundredth episode. And uh, try to get special people and guests from all over the country. Uh, should be a fun day. Even John D might have a little fun. How many people are gonna be there? I don't know, but most importantly, we're gonna invite Justin from New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna fly him in? Uh, yeah, why Legal. not? And him and his alligator boots yeah, well, and his alligator belt. Oh, just Oh, just all. September 21st. Yes. <laughs> Six weeks from now, September yeah. 21st. 
you can say that on the air, Andy. This is a very, this is a very casual radio show. Speak okay. your mind. Okay. I'm there's not, no. I'm there's, gonna. I'm. I'm not gonna be in town on the twenty first. No. Where, what part of the world are you gonna be now? I will be in Prague. Actually, I'm gonna go to the uh, Dortmund. Oh, is it the Dortmund show? Ooh. 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 We're gonna have to get more information about that a little later. A lot of people go to that Dortmund show. We might be missing out a lot of people. Uh, I'm available. Wait, no, I'm not. Crap. Is that the little short golfer? <laughs> That's actually hilarious. That's hilarious. You know, uh, the funny thing is, I can't believe Abe and I both got the, the reference. reference. Yeah. yeah, That's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. That's the one, some of Tim Conway's best yeah. stars, man. Absolutely. Oh, wow. No, it's it's a German tobacco show. We might have to look in there. we got to work on that early next week. See mm-hmm. if people are going to be available for our episode. Oh, boy. I'm sure you're not the only one going to be up, up in... Uh, no, there's a, there's a lot of manufacturers that uh, now attend the show. Over the years, the attendance has gotten bigger and bigger and bigger, and a lot more non-Cuban uh, manufacturers are there. Yes, yes. Uh, and now for our Cedar Spills light-up moment. Well, no, this is the last part right before the break. No, that's going to be a trivia. This that's is going to be a Cedar Spills light-up moment. This is going to be the Cedar Spills light-up moment? Yes, yeah, oh, okay. the light-up moment is. It's going to be cigars that we smoked this week, a new right. cigar that we were very impressed with. Well, oh, and oh you changed I, the idea? Yeah, I did. Okay. I didn't tell you. <laughs> Because I had the whole thing. I didn't tell you. I was looking at this last night talking about it. No, that's not going to work. So I changed it. The, because <laughs> because I had this whole thing ready, and then it's, I'm like, wait, that's not what I was going to talk about. No, we're going to do Sears Pills Lab, but we're going to talk about the cigar that we lit up this week, that we uh-huh. something new that came in that we were actually impressed with, uh-huh. or something we've tried that we hadn't tried before that we were impressed with. Uh-huh. And then we're going to have the Cedar Spills Trivia Hour later, Trivia Question, where you could win a chance of a 50-count bundle wheel, 60-wheel bundle of cedar spills uh-huh fantastic for lighting any of your cigars enjoy the wood mm-hmm. that's a slogan yeah i have to say it just like that too enjoy the wood enjoy the wood okay so that being said as you spill moment i'm going to start because i actually had it last night i was a little shocked i, I saw you smoking a cigar last night freaked out huh yeah i was yeah. like hmm he must be in a really good mood now i got hypnotized two days now no cigarettes oh that was the other thing so that's yeah going. got hypnotized uh, yesterday very weird yeah, it's 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 kind of funny because um, you still have the psychological urges. Like I had a cappuccino, looked for my pack right away. You know, finished eating a meal, looked for my pack right away. But it's almost as if I've never smoked. Really? So I don't have the urge to have a cigarette, but I have the reflexes still of get it going for a cigarette. You know what I'm saying? It's like I get in the car, and normally the first thing I do is light up a cigarette. Mm-hmm. So I get my car and I. I have that feeling, oh, I should be doing something, but when I think about it, I really don't want the cigarette. It's not like I'm saying, oh, no, no, hold off, don't break your down. I'm not fighting it, I just don't care, but I still have the reflexes of, of wanting a cigarette. It's pretty weird. But, yeah, I, you know, somebody, this guy said 95% of people who he sees walks out of their his office first time never touching a cigarette again. That's excellent. But, I mean, do you think, it, is it, how much of it is just you... Buying into it. Andy, I'm going to tell you something. I never believed in hypnotism, and obviously you never listened to the show, but we, we took my wife, we took my family up to uh, uh, Gatlinburg, uh, Tennessee, yeah, and we saw a comedy hypno- hypnosis show. Yeah, yeah. If Brandy wasn't on the stage as one of the participants, and I have the video, I will show you this video, okay. I'd never believe this was real. Okay. I'd say this was the biggest setup show in the history of mankind. Gotcha. They had brandy smelling female armpits, bare <laughs> armpits, thinking it was cologne, swimming, barking like a dog, dance. I mean, just and her and nine other people. And then at the end of the show, he snaps them out of it and says, "You know, so how long do you think you've been on stage?" And I'm like, "Oh, five, ten minutes." Really? 
And then when I saw this, I said, man, I, I, I guess, I, you know, there must be something to this. And when my wife came down, we're like, do you remember anything? And we started telling her stuff. She's like, yeah, you know, it's like I, I kind of remember. It was like it was like a drunk night. You know, it's like I vaguely remember being there. So that's when I finally said there must be something to this hypnosis stuff. So I did a little research, found this guy in Delray Beach who had a phenomenal track record, a huge list of, you know, clients who commented wonderful stuff about him. I went to visit him. He talked to me like for two hours to find my daily habits, what makes me smoke, why I smoke. And I told him, listen, I can't quit smoking cigars. So, you know, you, know, you need to work this out right. You know, yeah. I can't be like, no tobacco whatsoever. Yeah. So the guy said, no problem. So he interviewed me like for two hours. I went yesterday for like my, you know, hypnosis time. Left in about an hour and ten minutes, and that was it. I haven't had the urge even to have a cigarette since I left the office. That's incredible. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird, you know. And I, I kind of see myself it's like because like, it comes out, and then he gives me also, you know, you're a real confident guy. I can tell it when you have your headset to do something, you accomplish it. You know, you're a successful person. You have all this. So I'm like, is this guy already telling me what I already know? It's like trying to preempt my own like failure by trying to pressure me. But I haven't really had the urge. So knock on wood, it's been going good. That's wow. It. Well, Yes, I'm gonna go see him for all my other 82 problems now. Yeah, I would. Can he do it for me for speeding? <laughs> Are you speeding? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I drive too fast. I'm sure he could. I'm really sure he could. Excellent. But uh, <clears throat> uh, that being said, yeah. Last night, my my uh, cedar spills moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I had a viaje holiday blend. Really? I don't get to smoke too much of them because we get them so limited, so yeah. rare. They're like in and out, and it's like you know, I never even. Bother to spend the time to even look at them. You I didn't know? know we had any of that left. Yeah, I grabbed one from the humidor because uh, it was the viaje on the dojo last night. I heard from Oh me, yeah, which I meant to. You know, I lit it up to get on the dojo, and then I got sidetracked by poker and whatnot. And you all right over there? Okay, dojo. Like our dojo. <laughs> oh. You a samurai? Son? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> so yeah, I was in the cigar. I was getting ready for the cigar dojo for the viaje herf last night, and uh, lit one up, and it was. I tell you, it's pretty good. It was nice. It was medium body, but like nice flavors all the way throughout. So I, I was impressed. So did you have a uh, cedar spills uh, light up moment? I got to think back to everything I've smoked this week. How about you? You, you smoke anything new this week? You're impressed with? I smoked a Tatuaje tenth. Oh, what a tenth! Everybody's been raving about it. I like that a lot. Yeah, everybody's been raving about it. I tell you what, I smoked. I did like. Well, what was that, Nestor Miami or not, 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 not Nestor Miranda? It was just something rolled here in Miami that. I was in a cigar shop, not to mention the name. Uh, it was box press. I mean, it was horrendous. Horrendous. Okay, we won't. Dog I, I, rocket. Oh, it was I, awful. I think I already know what it is, so I'm not going to say It was some box press stuff. And it, was, whoa, it was like rolled here in Miami. I can't remember. But it actually had the colors of Miami Dolphins on the band. And what I found interesting was they box pressed the cigar while the band was on the cigar. What? So, so the, the band is like all contoured. To the leaf of the cigar is like box presses. That's impossible to get off. It's no, you can't get it off. Exactly, there's no way. There's no way. <laughs> so, do you have any cedar spills at the moment, or no? You can't. Uh, remember. I have. I won't blame you since I changed the whole concept yeah. without telling you. And now you. I'm trying to think about all the stuff I've smoked this week. Uh, man, what the heck was that? Yeah, I don't have one I can think right. about the top of my head. Um, well, the I one was mine. The tense was John D's. So that was our Cedar Spills lineup moment. Enjoy the wood. And uh, later on, uh, your chance to win uh, a 50-count Cedar Spills bundles. Don't go away. And also, uh, social media word. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. You should know what our social media word is. And if you do, uh, you'll win a great prize today, which is what? Uh, 
again, really, I have no... <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Lady M is gone, and, yeah. and you would expect. You know, what the, you, you know, know we were talking about the IQ level going up. <laughs> well, the, the worst part is like there's no preparation because it's like eleven, maybe one o'clock in the afternoon. She's like, "Hey, I need you to do this, this, and this tomorrow." Great. So I get we're gonna give twenty a, hours. If you catch our social media, we're going to give away a five pack of Big Delicious. I was going to say How's Big that? Delicious. There we go. Sounds good as anything, and uh, of course, Zycar. Yeah. That product, I actually have. Products guaranteed for life. Always cut and light your cigar product, your cigars, your fine cigars with the great products from Zycar. And every episode, our good friends at Zycar like to give away a, a nice gift. And one of our friends a, a, are giving away this great, week. We're giving away a great package this week. It's in, uh, You're going to get an XI2 mesh-wrapped cutter in the classic teardrop shape. These are fantastic for cutting every style of cigars, I keep one in my car and one in my golf bag at all times. Uh, we're also going to throw in a 100-count crystal humidifier to help keep your humidor nice and, you know, humid. And a 16-ounce Zycar propylene glycol to keep the 100-count humid crystal humidifier... Chat's <laughs> killing me today. <laughs> uh, Mold-free. And all you got to do is be the 10th caller when you hear this sound. And you'll win those five, five Over prizes. an $80 value of great Zycar products. And there you have it. All right, folks. Up ahead, we got to meet your maker with Andy Carson. Learn something about a man you never heard of before. And you're listening to Kiss My Ass Radio. <laughs> Smoke it. Kiss My Ass Radio on Seaview Radio. Here's a troubling fact. Your freedom to enjoy a fine cigar is under siege by some form of smoking ban in every state in the Union. And federal S-chip legislation has increased taxes on cigars by over 52%. CRA, Cigar Rights of America, is your voice across all levels of government, federal, state, and local in this great nation. Let your voice be heard. Join CRA for $35 a year. That's less than $3 a month. And as a special bonus, CRA will send you two limited edition cigars as a way to say thank you for joining. Visit CigarRights.org for more information and to become a member. In today's market, value is king. And there is no greater value in premium cigars than Casa Magna, a Nicaraguan Porto blended by master blenders Manuel Quesada and Nestor Placencia. The Casa Magna Colorado Robusto is the only cigar to not only retail for under $10, but to also win Cigar of the Year in Cigar Aficionado magazine. Try one of these delicious medium to full-bodied cigars today and satisfy your taste buds without emptying your wallet. They're not just great their Casa Magna great. Want to add some big-time pleasure to your life? The guilt-free kind? Then light up a Vega Fina cigar. Vega Fina is a great cigar and a great value to boot. Highlighted by a select Ecuadorian Connecticut shade wrapper, it delivers a smooth, mild-to-medium-bodied, top-quality smoke. With Vega Fina, you get a lot of enjoyment for less. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight.
From the seed to your humidor, hundreds of hands have touched your cigar. Skilled hands, artisans, devoted to creating an amazing cigar experience just for you. Shouldn't you consummate that experience as they intended? Now you can with Commonwealth Cedar Spills. Spills are slender pieces of wood used for lighting cigars. Commonwealth Cedar Spills are great for cigar shops, man caves, or as a unique gift. Enjoy your cigars as they were intended. Commonwealth Cedar Spills at cedarspills.com. That's cedarspills.com. Honest Abe here, and today's cigar consumer always seems to be asking me, what's the latest new cigar? Regretfully, many times what is new is not what is best. Sometimes you got to go old school when you want a great smoke. Hoyt in Nicaragua, Antonio, 1970, is just such a cigar. It is the original Nicaraguan Puro and been handcrafted at the very same factory for over four decades and is always a delicious, strong-as-ball smoking experience. There's a reason why Hoyt in Nicaragua has been a favorite for 40-plus years. It's Viva Delicioso, baby. This is Eric Espinosa Jr., the only radio show that makes you read poems. Kiss My Ash Radio. Where life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars is all that matters. To reach the gang, call them, 877-960-9960. Now here's Honest Abe. Now on, I'm sitting in the rejoiners. <laughs> Cater to the rejoiners. You're off track. Somewhere you've lost your way. What is this? All right, congratulations to Carrie from Palm Springs. Carrie, you are a social media winner. You will win. You heard the word humidor, and you'll win a five pack of big, delicious cigars. Running out of those too. Getting a little low on inventory, I think, huh? Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Going good. Anyways, welcome back. Kiss my ash radio. Honest Steve here. Special key in the house. John D. Substituting for Lady M. <laughs> You're doing a fantastic job. I am not flashing my boobs. No. <laughs> thank God. But the, the IQ level has uh, risen seriously in the room. Uh, Andy's looking for humor. Andy uh, wants to give away one of his ultra rare and vintage humidors. Uh, we'll figure out a way to uh, give you a chance to win that some point during the show. When you learn more about Andy Cosson, the man you never heard of. Mm-hmm. That's the new title, Andy Cosson, the man you've never heard of. Man of mystery. Coming soon to a theater near you. I think he's OCD. Andy? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, God. He's We may not be able to talk to him until he finds his humor. Uh, uh, you, know, you look up the word. There's my picture. <laughs> I, mean, uh, you know. I bet you forgot he's in a studio. He's like, oh, they're working sure away. Yeah. I the, the best part is Andy shows up. He's like, well, I've got the directions, and I printed out a copy of what Lady M sent me how to get here. Oh, God. And then I forwarded the email to my phone. So I have it here, and I have it here. I'm ready. I have this. I have this. I'm good to go. Oh, yeah. Still can't get in the building. Nah. It's those stupid buttons. you got to push them hard. I walked in. He's writing notes outside. I'm like, what do you think is a test? Yeah. What are you, in school? What are you worried about? Yeah, I can forget anything. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we got a special call uh, from Mike Hoffman from the Cigar uh, Think Tank. Uh, of course, uh, calling from my hometown of Chicago. Mike, how's it going? Welcome to Kiss My Ass Radio. Hey, how's it going, man? Good. How you doing, pal? Good, man. Thanks for having me. It's been a while. No, it's been a while. Absolutely. I heard uh, Lady M set up this call, so you had a very special uh, message you want to get out to our listeners. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, as you know, part of Cigar Think Tank, one of the things that we've always done is cigars for service members, which has been a big passion of ours, where we send cigars over to guys in Iraq and Afghanistan and all that. I know you guys do kind of the same thing as well. Um, But 
as an extension of that, what I'm doing now is I'm actually I'm actually in law school in addition to doing the cigar stuff, and I'm working at the John Marshall Veterans Legal Support Clinic. Uh, and what we do is we provide free legal service to any veteran that needs it, specifically with stuff like um, disability claims and and uh, you know they, they they get hurt and they apply for their disability claim from the VA and it's denied for whatever reason or extended or whatever. We go in and we we fight for them and, and get their stuff taken care of and completely free to the veteran. And um, is, is, that's a, is it a free service to all veterans? It's a free service to all veterans, and it's um, there's a lot of predatory lawyers out there that are trying to, that what they do is they'll fight for you on behalf of the VA, but then they take a huge cut of the veteran's disability. Um, and that's not what we do. It's just it's completely free service through our through the school that um, helps out veterans get legal services. Also does you know criminal legal services and other family legal services, but mostly uh, all for veterans, but mostly uh, disability claim related stuff. So now the people that are going in there representing them are obviously the kids in the school, correct? I mean they're not getting like Johnny Cochran's up there to work for them. No, it's it's I mean students from the school will you know, law students will prepare documents and go through their their information and, you know, kind of figure out if there's a claim um and whatnot. But um there's a, a pro bono network of attorneys, about four hundred attorneys, um, that are, you know, all practicing attorneys that take the cases. So you're you're once it gets comes time to so you're represented by a you know a licensed practicing attorney, that's just part of the John Marshall Law School's um, Veterans Clinics Pro Bono Network. This, where the students' time ends is like I said they'll prepare documents and read through stuff and make sure that um, there's a claim and, and whatnot. But yeah, once it comes time to being represented, you're def- definitely represented by an attorney. And veterans can call from anywhere in the country. Yeah, veterans can call from anywhere in the country. They can check us out. The, the best thing to do is just shoot us an email. Um, at VLCS, uh, excuse me, at VLCS at JMLS.edu. A lot of acronyms there. That was a um, lot of letters. Let's, yeah. do that real, let's do it a little bit slower there, Mike. There you go. Sorry about that. Right. E, Victor, Lima, Sahara, Charlie, at J, Juliet, Mike, Lima, Sahara, dot edu. Is there a website for this uh, service? Yeah, it's John Marshall Veterans Legal Support Clinic. John, uh, there you go. So. so just Google John Marshall Veterans Support Clinic. There you yeah, go. exactly. Well, that yeah, was that's... really, really nice of you to take your time to come on the radio and share that. And hopefully uh, if there's any veterans out there who've done their service for this country, we thank you. And if you're in need of any legal service or any problems, uh, hopefully this will be a great outlet for you to get some help. Yeah, the uh, the veteran community is huge with cigars, you know, as you know. So that's why I thought it would be a good fit. So many veterans that are big cigar smokers, and I know the veteran community always supports is supported by the cigar community quite a bit. So it's a perfect marriage. Absolutely, Mike. Well, thank you very much for uh, calling in and sharing it, and uh, hopefully we'll have you on the Bloggers Corner sometime soon. All right, excellent. I'll talk to you soon. Take Bye-bye. care, Mike. It's good, good to know, right? Absolutely. You're doing good work. Andy, you're very touchy-feely, you know, helpful, the world kind of, peace and love kind of guy. Absolutely. That should have made you feel warm inside there for a few seconds. Oh, yeah. I think it's great. Anything you can do to help veterans is fantastic. Andy, who's a dear friend of mine, we do often bash heads because he's very liberal. And 
No, that doesn't quite cover it. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't quite cover it. The, any, any room I'm in, I am the most liberal-minded person in that room. There you go. You just take it to the extreme. I'll yeah. just be nice. Yeah. I am left of left. <laughs> I was going to you – know, I, I know I said uh, Johnny Cochran, but I was going to make the Harvey Specter reference, but I didn't think he'd get it. No, probably not. You got it? I was going to try and go, Johnny Cochran, he fights for me. He's I get him. <laughs> Do you get the Harvey Specter? It's a really old one. No, it's not. No. I feel like I'm missing it. Suits. Don't watch Suits. No, you sorry, get, I don't. You get all my references. Yeah, that's one of those shows oh, I don't great watch. great show. God, Harvey Specter's like my new like, tough guy lawyer. is awesome. Gotcha. Yeah, Suits. Watch Suits? Don't yep. Yeah? Yep. Yep. You like it? Yep. The fact that John D. watches it says a lot. Because this guy might watch like two TV shows altogether. Well, I don't know, because he's got a lot of time on his hands. Because he, he only sleeps like six, hour, six hours a do week. you watch a lot of television? Yeah. At night, night I do, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. me too. That's all it takes. TiVo. Yeah. My favorite sound is bloop, bloop, bloop. Yeah. Mostly, you know, mostly, you know, shows on Cinemax. <laughs> <laughs> Go figure. Go figure. All right, guys. Andy Carson, after the break, you're listening to Kiss My Eyes Radio. I'm working it. Kiss My Ash Radio on Seaview Radio. Camacho Corojo, full body, full flavor, full satisfaction. The 94-rated Camacho Corojo, Cigar Aficionado's top five cigar for 2010. The world's only authentic Corojo cigar is handmade from first-generation Corojo tobaccos grown in the Hamastron Valley of Honduras. Rich, bold, and smooth, the Camacho Corojo's complex profile is truly unique and provides for a smoking experience like no other full-body cigar. For more information on Camacho cigars, visit us at www.camachocigars.com. Camacho Corojo is available. At all smoke in locations. In the last 10 years, one cigar company has eclipsed all others in growth. My Father's Cigars. And one cigar family has become a new industry legend. The Garcia family, La Reloba, and My Father's Cigars have been given 94 ratings by Cigar Aficionado. And My Father was rated the number three cigar of Cigar Aficionado's top 25 for 2010. Innovation, construction, consistency, and superior flavor are behind such accolades. Try one of the Garcia family's great cigars for yourself today. In the Dominican Republic, few names draw on a history or heritage as rich as Guillermo Leon. Guillermo Leon is a brand with roots running back to the founding of the La Aurora brand in 1903 by Eduardo Leon Jimenez. For over 100 years, the La Aurora company has grown the tobacco used in all of their fine cigars and owned the factories producing every stick. This complete vertical control of production and quality has resulted in the outstanding Guillermo Leon Signature Series cigars, awarded a 93 rating by Cigar Aficionado magazine. Experience a little bit of rich Dominican history. Enjoy a Guillermo Leon signature today. The Oliva family, the makers of some of the most affordable yet highest rated premium cigars available, continue in this tradition with the new Oliva Series V Milanio, a full-flavored yet smooth smoke, which recently received a 95 rating from Cigar Snob magazine. Milanio and the other great Oliva cigars can be found at all smoke-in locations. So always ask for Oliva, an unbeatable value and an uncompromising quality. The Oliva family of cigars. 
Chisano cigars are manufactured in the Dominican Republic using only the finest of hand-selected tobaccos that have been aged to perfection. Their cigars have been rated in the 90s by Cigar Aficionado and chosen as best of the best by the Rob Report. From the Chisano 18-paired LXI Habano Sungrown 59 Cameroon to their economically priced bundles, every step has been taken to ensure the finest quality tobaccos and utmost craftsmanship. Chisano cigars. Discover what a fine cigar should be. Este es Ernesto Pérez Carrillo, el padrino de los cigarros boutique. Y cuando estoy en Miami, oigo Kiss My Ash Radio. Así que ponte en la onda. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio, where life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars is all that matters. To reach the gang, call them, 877-960-9960. Now here's Honest Abe. Oh, yeah, you're definitely getting cut. Oh, yeah. no, no Shakira for you? No. I hear your hips don't lie. I don't know what that means. Welcome back. Well, I like the way it sounds, not the rubber thingy. Classic thingy. Oh, really? sound, it sounds better in my own headset. I don't know why. You just got to be careful if, if you're uh, going to say any P's or B's because it helps in the popping. Oh, is that what it is? Mm-hmm. The popping? Yeah. So I pop? Did I pop? Yeah. You don't hear it? No. Okay. Did you hear the pop? Did you hear the pop? You hear it. Colin and I hear it. You hear the pop? That's because you're industry guys. Well, speaking of which, right before the break, it was actually, actually kind of funny because, like, you know, we're all got our headsets on. We hear the rejoiner going in, and mm-hmm. Andy's talking to himself, saying, I wish I got another phone. Just uh, no, by himself. I, I wish I'd never changed phones. Oh, yeah. I wish I'd never changed phones. Just all by himself in the corner, there, not addressing anybody in particular. Would you like to share the story, Andy? <laughs> I, uh, I, was, I, was, uh, I, went out, I went out to dinner with my wife. I got a little too drunk to drive, decided to walk it off a bit, walked past a Radio Shack store, went inside, saw this big <laughs> Samsung big screen phone, figured I had to have it, gave up my iPhone. And this was in a drunk moment? Yes. Was it wine? Some good wine? Do you remember the Andy's? A, we'll get into it a bit later, but a very much a wine kind of. Yeah, actually, this was beer. Beer? Yeah, I actually enjoyed beer more than wine. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Yeah. Didn't see that one coming. Oh yeah, no. Nah, I mean, a good beer, a nice cold beer. I mean, that's IPA, uh, ale, lager. Uh, I will drink anything that's not a light beer. Uh, you mm. know, I mean, to me, light beer should be removed from the market. But uh, as long as it's a real beer, I'll drink it. Adam, you made a new friend. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm sure Andy and I can spend the rest of the show just talking about <laughs> loggers, ales, craft breweries, things of this nature. We should have had a factor craft brewery, you versus Andy. Today. Oh, boy. Had we known. I didn't know you were a beer. I, I, knew, I knew you had a vast I, wine collection. I've yeah, I, I would not, you know, I am not, uh, I am not knowledgeable in beers like I am in wine. I am not the beer connoisseur like I am in wine. But to sit down, a uh, beverage of choice is a beer. Well, everybody all week, well, should we do the cue? Yeah, I like the cue. Why not? Every week, KMA invites a guest to me on what I consider my favorite part of the show. Me, your maker. Just wouldn't felt right if we skipped that part. I know. Attention, please. It doesn't start the The segment. smoking light has been turned it's on. It's like the best thing Colin ever made. Are you just going to keep bashing Colin? I mean, I know he's, you're a little upset with the rejoiners. They're awful lately. Shakira? <laughs> Come on. Bring out some uh, all Imagine week, Dragons or something. All week we've been on. getting emails and messages. Who is Andy Cosson? What is Andy Cosson? Andy Cosson has been intertwined in the cigar industry for how many decades now? 
Uh, started in 1996. 96. So before we even get to how you got into the cigar industry, because you have a very interesting background before that, give us a little history about where you grew up, what you did, and well, what, what your career ended up being right before yeah, you yeah. okay. Well, the cigar industry. Yeah. Where I grew up was uh, where I grew up was college in Washington D.C. <laughs> I was studying to. <laughs> I mean, that's where I grew up. You know. Um, I was studying to be, um, I wanted to be in the diplomatic corps, I wanted to work for the State Department. Um, again, because of my rather left-wing views, as you mentioned before, that was not going to work out for me. <laughs> um, I, was, I, was working for, I was working for the Washington Bullets, as they were called at the time. Heading out to the Cap Center, stopped off at the Sheridan Hotel. There was a coin show going on um, because I needed to get lunch. And I, as a kid, I used to collect coins. Anyway, it turns out that the coins that I collected was now worth a lot of money. And um, I ended up immediately going into the rare coin business. I bought and sold rare coins for a living. Did that for about five years. And that turn just happened from seeing the little coin show on your way along. Well, what happened was when I, when I was a kid, I had a paper route. And back when, you know, not to, you know, sorry to say how old I am, but back in the late 60s, you could go to a bank and for one paper dollar, you could get a silver dollar. Silver dollars were available at the bank, one paper dollar for a silver dollar. So my way of saving money was to convert my dollars that I made on my paper route into silver dollars. And it was just so I wouldn't spend the money. So I had collected... You couldn't spend the silver dollar you, like a you, paper you, dollar? Well, you could, but, you know, it, it, even back then, I mean, even back then, silver dollars were not in circulation. I'm talking the late 60s. So silver dollars were not in circulation. If you walked into a candy store with a silver dollar, you know... Everybody looked at, you know, what is this? They, you know, some people would know, some people wouldn't know, but oh, generally they, they weren't. It. It's right. like if you're walking with the, the Sacagaweas now. Exactly, exactly. Isn't tight. Exactly. Banks had to hold, back at the time, banks had to hold silver dollars in their vault to make up a certain percentage to back up the money that they were lending or back up the money in their savings account. They had to hold silver dollars. And so anyway, I, that's what I, I accumulated silver dollars. And they really just sat in a, in a vault. My grandparents held on to them. I went to this coin show, and the silver dollars that I'd gotten for $1 each, minimum now, were bringing $16 each. Oof. All right? $16 each. So uh, I got my silver dollars, did some research, sold them. I ended up with a really nice little nest egg to start my business, my business being buying and selling rare coins. I became a rare coin dealer in the Washington, D.C. area. Um, and this is like from what age to what age at this point? This is from 1975 to 1980. All right? I, I want to jump back before that because you said you were actually working for the Washington Bullets yeah. prior to that, yeah. which for those who don't know was the current Washington Wizards, the yeah. former WNBA basketball team at that time was captained by Wes Unsled, if I'm oh, not yeah. mistaken. Yeah. Now, what Wes were you, Unseld. Yeah. What were you doing for them prior to jumping going to this coin show? Because we skipped over that. And I'm interested <laughs> in what that okay. was. Uh, my, my roommate at the time was a guy named Josh Rosenfeld. Josh Rosenfeld went on to have three NBA championship rings because he was a sports information director for the Los Angeles Lakers. But at the time, he worked for the Washington Bullets. And because I was his roommate and he needed an assistant, he asked me. But basically, my my job was to stop at the McDonald's and buy about 30 <laughs> <laughs> Egg McMuffin sandwiches. It's Adam's job every morning. Yeah, all right. So yeah. that, was, that was my job in the, in the, in the early 70s, mid-70s, was to buy Egg McMuffins and bring them to the Washington Bullets, where Wes Unseld uh, would devour four, five, six of them without a, without a problem. 
I, not, considering the things that were going on in the NBA in the 70s, I'm not really surprised about that. How many, how, <laughs> many, how, how many Egg McMuffins could you scarf down back then? Oh, yeah. I want to know. <laughs> Me? Oh, yeah. Uh, Abe, I, I've, I've never been a junk food eater, and if I would have one, it would be a lot. Really? Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, visually, you know, I know it's radio. Andy's got to be, what, just shy of... 120 pounds? Uh, back then, actually right now, thank you. Actually right now, uh, <laughs> right now I weigh about 160, but back no. then, yeah, when I got, when I got, uh, when I left college, I weighed 103. Oh my god! <laughs> and I'm gosh. not making it up. I mean, I'm not making a joke that I, I weighed I came out of the room at 103. <laughs> exactly, yeah, I weighed 103. What, what was but the Andy can eat. Yeah. I've been out with him, man. Andy can devour food. Yeah. Devour. But. Nervous energy. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, are you done with your Washington Bullet? Oh, no, we got into that. I, was just, I, I didn't want to gloss over that because no, that get, was a very interesting. Did you get what you needed out of Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Okay. I yeah. feel fantastic. Right. But it was, sure. a, it was a fantastic team back then. And they, uh, that was you know, right around the time they actually won their one championship, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Absolutely. Yes. 76, I believe yes. that, that was. And uh, that was fantastic. I mean, it was just amazing to be there and involved in that. It was, it was wonderful. But anyway, so the rare coin business brings me to Florida. Uh, where I meet uh, a watch collector. The watch collector owns the largest uh, freestanding furniture store in West Palm Beach. He and I go into business together in the rare coin business, and I make a lot of money for him, and he decides if I make a lot of money for him that, I could do incredible work for him in his furniture business, and I become the general manager of the largest furniture store in West Palm Beach, knowing not a blessed thing about the furniture business whatsoever. And you're also, this gentleman, this is how you also got into wine, if I recall the story. He was the guy who got you started into wine? or Actually, it was the coin dealers Before back then. Yes, oh, okay. the coin dealers in Washington, D.C., who were making so much money that they would send me out as their personal buyer for rare wine, and wow. I would buy the finest wines that, uh, that existed in the Washington, D.C. area. And that's how I got involved in wine. So I've been collecting wine since 1978. And I've seen his collection. It's, like, uber-extensive. I mean, I'm sure he has his ups and downs, but you have some really... What's the rarest bottle of wine you think you have? Uh, probably, well, probably Le Pins. It's a, it's a French Bordeaux, extremely small producer. Um, the Asians go crazy for the wine, probably goes four, five, six thousand dollars $6,000 a bottle. Wow. And that's from what year? doesn't matter what vintage. Really? Really? It doesn't oh, matter. Oh, wow. You know, it's, it's a company that rarely produces bad wine. So, uh, But, you know, I mean, I, not to brag, but I have Lafitte's, I have Margot's, I have Aubryon's. And how know? large would you say your actual bottle collection is at this point? You know, at this point... Um, at this point, common sense mm-hmm. has taken over. Yeah, you should ask uh, me the highest point. Yeah, yeah. They, that would have been more impressive yeah, answer. Yeah. yeah. Well, fa- we'll go with both. Both. Okay. So at one at one time, I probably had fifteen, sixteen hundred bo- bottles of wine. But the the point is that I never collected anything but the best. So other guys might have larger collections, but nobody had a better collection than what I had. Mm-hmm. No, that was fifteen, sixteen hundred during the high point. Yeah, but the year. Uh, where, where are you at now? Six hundred. Oof. Six hundred bottles, but uh, good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and believe it or not, a lot of that was probably drunk. <laughs> uh, you know, the thing is, when it's back in the old days. 
when I would drink much more than I drink now, every Thursday evening when I had to take the recycling bin out to the curb and I looked down at the wine bottles in there and I'm bringing out, I'm looking, oh, my God, I just went to, <laughs> I went through $2,000 worth of wine this week. You know, just, I'm looking at it. Oh, you got you to gotta ease up, man. You open up, up two or three bottles of, four bottles of different stuff to just, if we came over for dinner. Anybody's you know? like, the be, it's like cigars. Yeah. You want to share. It's like cigars. You want to share. Okay, so now you're a manager. You're at a furniture store. Right. Which led to, I, I imagine, your main job that you have today. Right. I went into business for myself. I left the retail business, opened up a manufacturing plant up in Port St. Lucie. Very early on in that, uh, I landed a customer that at the time had five stores. Uh, they're called Rooms to Go. But at the hmm. time that I met, met Rooms to Go, uh, this was 1992. Uh, they were looking for a Florida look in, in cocktail tables and wall units, which is what I made. So I landed this account, Rooms to Go, five stores. Just and a little account. I don't just, know. Yeah, a little yeah. account. Yeah, little right. account. And, you, you, uh, you seem to run into those a lot in your life, these little accounts. I, yeah. I, <laughs> you know, I have made my career. I've had for the last – Rooms to Go has been my only furniture customer for 22 years. And I've really, truly in the, uh, basically in the humidor business, uh, the only customers I've ever had is J.R. Cigar and Consolidated or Altus, Which we're going to get there. So now you're, you're making furniture for rooms to go. Right. All right. right. So you're doing this now and you know, you're going to China okay. designing. At what point do you say, mm, let me get in the cigar industry? All right. This is a, it's this a, is a great story. I had a... I had a business partner, and uh, actually, you know what, Andy? We're gonna save that after okay. the break. Yeah. We got a tease. Yeah, I know it's a good story. Oh, it's, a a good story. Story. Yeah. it's a good story. It's a good story. We're gonna be back. We're gonna find out more after this. You're yeah. listening to Kiss it's My Radio. Smack it. Kiss My Ash Radio on Seaview Radio. The Godfather of Boutique Cigars is back. Ernesto Perez Carrillo, the creator of La Gloria Cubana, Siri R, and El Rico Habano, recently joined forces with his children to create E.P. Carrillo brand. In just the first year of E.P. Carrillo, received a 94 rating in Cigar Aficionado and number 8 Cigar of the Year and Rob Report's Best of the Best Honor. Although E.P. Carrillo is made with the finest tobaccos in the world, Ernesto has not wavered on his family's commitment for affordable prices. With prices starting at $4.50 for the 91 New Wave Connecticut, you can't afford not to try E.P. Carrillo. Pick up an E.P. Carrillo at your nearest smoking location. Say, did I ever tell you that you have a great ash? I'll take that as a compliment. Mmm, it's so nice and firm. Yep, I enjoy showing off my ash. How can I get a terrific ash like yours? Well, it takes just a little practice and an H. Upman 1844 Reserve. A long white ash has been the hallmark of H. Upman cigars since 1844. And a long white ash is what separates the new H. Upman 1844 Reserve from the pack. Take the H. Upman Ash Challenge. Pick up a couple of H. Upman 1844 Reserves and check out its great ash for yourself. So now that we're both smoking H. Upman 1844 Reserves, we can compare ashes. My ash is bigger. Yeah, but my ash is prettier. Now who's showing off? H. Upman 1844 Reserve. It's one extraordinary cigar. The proof is in the ash. Visit us on Facebook and Twitter at The Cigar Life. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. Honest Abe here, and let me tell you, doing radio can work up an appetite. And when I get real hungry, there's nothing I crave more than some of my hometown Chicago-style food. And there's no better place to get it here in Florida 
than Fat Lou's Chicago-style eatery in Pembroke Park. Whether it's their world-famous all-Vienna beef Chicago-style hot dogs, hearty Italian beefs, zesty gyro sandwiches, or even their world-famous Fat Lou burgers, there's something for everyone. All this in a Chicago setting that'll make you feel like you're sitting right in the Windy City. Cheaper than an airline ticket. Visit www.fatlou's.com and tell them Honest Abe sent you. Arturo Fuente, the reigning family of premium cigars since 1912, artistically combining old-world traditions and unparalleled craftsmanship with flavorful aged tobaccos, making Arturo Fuente the best-selling premium cigars in America. From the world-renowned Fuente Fuente Opus X to the new line of highly rated Arturo Fuente Rosado Magnum R Series, the Fuente family is proud to offer cigars for every palate. Whether you're a connoisseur or an occasional smoker, discover why only Fuente's Fuente. With the launch of the Siri D, Eddie Ortega has returned to the classic roots of cigar making. Crafted in Nicaragua, the Ortega Siri D is now available in six classic sizes, from the 4.5 by 48 number 6 to the newly released 6 by 60. Available in both a Mexican Maduro and a Habano Rosado wrapper, Ortega cigars will delight and enthrall even the most demanding of cigar smokers. Stop by any smoking location and try an Ortega Siri D today. Ortega cigars, classic cigar sizes for classic smokers. Old and new. I'm Grace Otolongo, and I am Adam K's only fan. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio, where life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars is all that matters. To reach the gang, call them, 877-960-9960. Now here's Honest Abe. All right. Honey came in and she got me red I don't worry. I get that look all the time, Colin. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I'm actually a Shaggy fan. I think I you like Shaggy. I am a Shaggy fan. We could build better Shaggy songs. Scooby oh. Doo. <laughs> Not that Shaggy. <laughs> Welcome back, folks. Kiss my ass radio. Honest Abe here along with the gang. Adam Kane in the studio, John D13, sitting for Lady M. Not as pretty, though. And uh, before the break, uh, we have Andy Cawson. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who nice uh, was just getting ready to share, who's been sharing his interesting life story. And we got up to the point where now he's in the furniture business, manufacturing furniture. And during the break, he told us that he had left managing the store to manufacturing furniture because he hated being in retail. Mm-hmm. Tough life. I get what you're saying there, buddy. Yeah. So now you're, you're manufacturing. You got rooms to go. Is when right. You're, you're your key customer yes. back in the early days. And, right. And tell us now where do we go from here. Okay. Uh, I had a business <coughs> partner, and uh, we're we're manufacturing furniture rooms to go. We're doing very large volume of tables. Literally, we're running the factory 18, 20 hours a day. We're filling up 53 foot container loads of, of tables. But I'm a really exacting person. If my name is on it, if I'm associated with it, I want it to be perfect. But the problem is you also have to be realistic and you have to ship. And basically my, my business partner said, Andy, if you continue to come to the factory, we're going to lose all our employees. We're going to lose all of our business. Nobody can put up with you. you got to chill out. you got you got to learn somehow to just chill. And he had got me started smoking cigars. I think it was, you know, I started with Macanudo Portofinos back in the, you know, a long time ago. 
And he said, you know, just, just why don't you go hang out in cigar stores? Just, just hang out, learn to smoke, learn to relax, which, I, you know, I take advice. I take good advice. He was a smart guy. I started to hang out in LJ's Fine Wine and Tobacco up in uh, Palm Beach Gardens. Juno Beach. Juno Beach. Yep. Juno Beach it was. And hanging out in the same store long before he was in the cigar business with Steve Saka. Steve Saka would a much, come. A much svelter and thinner Steve Saka back in the day. No. <laughs> Maybe, you know, I guess by degree, yeah, I guess. I think know. he had hair back then at least. No. No, okay. <laughs> no, no. But, I mean, a, you know, I mean, a guy off the charts, smart, just a really bright guy. But what he did back then, if I remember correctly, he, he, redid, he redid computer systems and control systems. He was working for FP&L and redoing their whole system to control all of their their electricity management handles. Way back like then, did he still talk to you through his nostrils? It's like amazing. His head would be tilted back a little bit. And he'd be talking about haughtiest <laughs> guy. <laughs> you know. I mean, did he do that way back then too? I'm just curious. You know, there's a lot of people you would describe as being down to earth. Not Steve. <laughs> Not, yeah. Not Steve. Not Steve. He, back then, he carried his cigars in a traveling case. Um, you know those traveling cases that have the foam? and, yeah, and yeah, yeah. He still does. The Pelican, still, the Pelican boxes. Right, yeah. right, right. And what, what's funny is I had, I had actually um, I had lost touch for a couple of years with, with Steve and then ran into him again at, uh, at, at an RTDA show maybe you know late, late 90s. And I asked, I said, Steve, what are you doing here? He goes, what do you mean what I'm doing? I'm Cigar Nexus. And I'm thinking, well, what's Cigar Nexus? And he's telling me, you know, he's big in the cigar business now. You know, he's, he's re- I, I didn't know, but it turned out that he was big in the cigar business. Literally. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. But he's a, he's a nice guy. And, uh, and he we might wish him all the best in his retirement. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm sure he's and fishing. Fishing, hunting, three fishing year, the house. Three-year retirement? Yeah. Two. Two-year retirement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Minimum. Yeah, and it was, it was Steve who used to have to deal with me and my rants and raves on the JR bulletin board, and he, Steve, had the unfortunate job of being the moderator there. And well, we, 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 okay. we don't want to jump ahead. No, 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 that's no, another no. that's okay. another story right, so, which we're going right. to have to okay, get to. Okay, so so let, let me go back. Sorry about that. So uh, I'm hanging out in the cigar stores. I see guys coming in and buying humidors. I see them buying Dunhill humidors, Davidoff humidors. I see them spending a lot of money on humidors. On things that on a humidor that I know that I could manufacture sell for a great deal less money by using the contacts that I have in Asia, Asia long history of doing hand painted work, construction work, making boxes. So I start on the journey of getting getting humidors prototyped in China. By by around 1996, I am friends with Nick Perdomo. I became friends with Nick Perdomo because of a trip that I took to Cuba. Uh, I come back from Cuba with some cigars that I had bought on the street. Um, I didn't know if they were real or not. Nick Perdomo was doing a, uh, a show uh, where he was you know, promoting his cigars. So I, I went to the show. I went to it was a dinner. I asked Nick, you know, are these real? He showed them to his dad, who was a cigar maker in, in, in Cuba. His father laughs at me. And, uh, uh, you know, and yeah, I can't blame him for laughing at me. I mean, the, the cigar smelled like cat piss. I thought I probably should have, probably should have known they weren't real. But uh, Nick Perdomo and I, we, we, you know, we, we became friends. And, um, 
Nick helped me to develop humidors. Jim Bennington from Bennington Cigars helped me to... Uh, you know, you haven't sold one yet. No. Okay. Make a prototype. Nick Perdomos asked me to work in his booth in the 1996 Cincinnati RTDA show. And he says, if I will work his booth, and I have no idea why he wanted me to work his booth, but if, uh, you know, sell cigars. so You probably needed the help, but back then didn't have the labor power. Uh, he thought he needed my help. That's the difference. You know, he thought that I was a good salesperson, oh, okay. which, you know, that's, that was a compliment. He was wrong, but that, it, was a, it, was a, <laughs> it was a compliment. Um, but he told me that if I would agree to do that, which was something I would have loved to have done anyway, I would have paid him to do, you know, he said he would introduce me, you know, because I had my prototype for my humidors, he would introduce me to Lou Rothman. And I had no idea who Lou Rothman was. And um, I, I said, well, all right, that's great. Who's Lou Rothman? He tells me Lou Rothman is J.R. Cigar, largest retailer of cigars in the United States. I go, well, that sounds good. So I'm working the booth. I take a lunch break. I come back from the lunch break, and Nick Perdomo tells me, oh, man, you just missed, <laughs> you just missed <laughs> Lou there Rothman. There he goes. I go, oh. All right. I grab the humidor. I run up. You know, Nick is pointing to Lou, Lou Rothman as he was there with his wife, Lavanda. He's pointing to Lou and Lavanda going up the, going up the aisle. I run up the other, I run up the other aisle uh, so that I come back so that I will be facing, facing Lou Rothman with my as holding my you're walking towards him. <laughs> as if I was walking towards him, okay? As if, meanwhile, you know, I'm out of breath because I run up the other aisle, you know, and, but I wanted to approach him, you know, fa- facing him. And I, I'm holding the humidor. It was, uh, I'm holding the humidor. And I go, I said, Mr. Rothman, if I could produce this humidor for $140, would you be interested? And he looks at the humidor, looks inside the humidor. He goes, yeah. He says, if you could produce that for $140, I'd be real interested. The only problem is I'm never going to hear from you again. And um, I go, why are you never going to hear from me again? He says, because to make a proper humidor, you need to line it with Spanish cedar, and you are not going to be able to get the Spanish cedar. Unbeknownst to me, everybody in the world needed Spanish cedar for their cigar boxes. It was the height of the cigar boom, and cedar was in really short supply. It was a product that was only mined. The trees were only cut down once a year. Anyway, so I get, I, you know, it turns out he's right. I'm making a lot of phone calls to lumberyards. I'm calling every lumberyard trying to buy Spanish cedar, getting laughed at every time. I'm being told it's a easily two-year wait, if I'm lucky, a one-year wait. I get in touch with Robinson Lumber in New Orleans, and this is maybe the seventh seventh person I've talked to, and Robinson tells me, look, you know, they tell me the same story, and now I'm resigned to the fact that I'm not going to be in the humidor business for two years (laughs) because I can't get the Spanish cedar. And it's it's disappointing because I know I have this big customer. This customer's already committed, you know, and now I need the Spanish cedar. You really have no – you had no idea how big of a customer you had. No, I still don't know. I I still don't know. Okay, so – uh, Robinson Lumber tells me I have to get in touch. I have to call down to their to their office in Brazil. Brazil is the people that that take uh, the appointments that that put you on the waiting list for Cedar. I call down to Brazil. Woman's a- woman answers the phone. She speaks Portuguese. I say hi. My name is Andy Koss, and she goes wait wait English English. And she puts a, a guy in the phone. Guy says hello. He's the English speaking guy. He says hello. I go hi. My name is Andy Cosson. I'm looking to, and those are the only words I get out. And the guy says, Andy Carson. I go, yeah. He goes, Andy Carson from American University? I go, yeah. He goes, Andy, this is Mitch. And it turns out the guy in charge of Cedar for Robinson Lumber is Mitch Rubin, one of my closest friends from college. How crazy is that? <laughs> uh, 
I went, we went to college in Washington, D.C., another liberal, another guy who the State Department was not going to work out for. Right? He moves and to he's in Brazil making lumber. Working for Robinson right. Lumber. We're going to get the rest of the story in hour two. Andy Carson here. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. Drop it like it's hot. Kiss My Ash Radio on Seaview Radio. Old world Cuban tradition and heritage can be felt in every cigar from Pete Johnson's Havana Cerros. Whether you're smoking a Tatuaje, La Riqueza, Cabaguan, Ambos Mundos, or El Triunfador, Fausto, or La Casita, you will always experience a unique smoking sensation that will take you back in time. Chosen as Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 and with multiple ratings above 90, see for yourself why everyone is raving about the fine cigars from Pete Johnson and Havana Cellars. Keeping Cuba's most coveted traditions for three generations, the legend continues with San Latano. With signature blends by A.J. Fernandez, available in a smooth and creamy Connecticut, a hearty, rich San Andreas box press, Maduro, and a robust, full-bodied Habano, A.J. Fernandez continues the legacy with his new creation, the prestigious San Latano Oval. Using ultra-premium aged tobacco that takes a whole new shape and balance, the San Latano Oval is now available in both a Maduro and Habano wrapper. Visit your local tobacconist today and ask for San Latano Cigars by A.J. Fernandez. This is Eric Espinoza, and over the years, many cigar aficionados have enjoyed my highly rated brands, 601, Murcielago, and Cubao. In the spirit of continuing improvement, I have purchased my own factory, La Zona, in rich and fertile tobacco region of Esteli, Nicaragua. After almost two decades in the cigar industry, I have created a brand I finally feel is worthy of my name. Espinoza cigars are made with only the finest tobaccos, hand-selected, and aged to perfection. Our cigars are bold in flavor, yet refined to the palate. Look for Espinoza cigars at your nearest fine tobacconist. For more information, visit EspinozaCigars.com. In the last 10 years, one cigar company has eclipsed all others in growth. My Father's Cigars. And one cigar family has become a new industry legend. The Garcia family, La Reloba, and My Father's Cigars have been given 94 ratings by Cigar Aficionado. And My Father was rated the number three cigar of Cigar Aficionado's top 25 for 2010. Innovation, construction, consistency, and superior flavor are behind such accolades. Try one of the Garcia family's great cigars for yourself today. Honest Abe here, and let me tell you about Drew Estate's highly sought-after Liga Pravada cigar that was originally created solely for the smoking pleasure of their own company's president. Exquisitely blended from seven different rare tobaccos from seven different farms, it is handcrafted by only the absolute best torcedores. No expense has been spared or shortcuts taken in its creation, and each cigar is guaranteed to be flawless in construction, flavor, and character. Rich, complex, full-bodied without being harsh, Liga Pravada can be best described in one word. Satisfying. This is Edgar Hoyle, Edgar Hoyle Cigars, and One Shot, One Kill. Make sure you check out my new movie, Tattoo Nation, TattooNation.com. It only takes one shot, so you better listen to Kiss My Ash Radio. Welcome into Kiss My Ash Radio, where life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars is all that matters. Whether you're new to cigars or been smoking for years, Kiss My Ash is here to entertain, inform, and more importantly, smoke. To reach the gang, call them, 877-960-9960. Now here's your host, Honesty. I like to smoke them like some Winston Churchill. I like 
Libertarians and lovers of the leaf. You are listening to hour two of KMA episode number 94. I'm your host, Oz Dave, along with my group, just Adam K today, and Big John D filling in for the lovely and pretty much drunk right now, Lady M. Oh, probably hung over as could be. You think she's be. even up? No. Yeah, it's about time for the hair of the dog right now. Oh, yeah. Easily. Um, big congratulations to our Zycar winner, Richard Vidal from Miami. Congratulations, you won a great package from our dear friends over at Sidecar. You heard the uh, skipping sound. Um, in our Meet Your Makers, do we play Do we play Lady M's head before the break? Did I miss my cue? There no. probably wasn't one. Is there isn't one? She was uh, too sick to do it, probably. Got it. Hmm. Anyways, it was, it was in my script, that's why. Anyways, uh, Andy Costin in the studio telling us an amazing story uh, before the break, and I'll give you a little synopsis. So here you are. You meet Lou Roth, and he tells you you ain't going to make any humanoids because there's no cedar in the universe. Correct. You call everybody in the universe, pretty much resigned to the fact that no one's really laughing at you. Said, "Hey, it's at least two year wait, buddy." Absolutely. After about your upteenth phone call, they say, "Hey, call our offices down in Brazil." You get some Portuguese lady there, and finally puts an American on the phone who recognizes you and your friend from college, closest friend from college. closest friend from had friend. lost contact fifteen years and just became a lot closer. I'm sure, <laughs> best buddy ever. <laughs> So he's run the cedar plant, which you can't get for at least two or three years. And what does he tell you? How much do you need? When do you need it? Look at this. Okay. Talk about so, amazing, yeah. amazing stuff. Yeah. So it, it turns out I went to the, the top of the list and was able to get the containers of cedar that I needed. Um, so that's that was the key. So that's cedar's it. now in China. Now you're making some prototypes. Well, I, yeah. I, yeah. We'd sent over some cedar for some prototypes. I get the prototypes perfected. Again, I'm a perfectionist, so it takes six months for me to get these exactly as I want them. I get them. I have two samples that come in. Uh, the shell and the cornice were the name of the designs. I get them into the office in Florida. Uh, I call up uh, Lou Rothman. And six months since you met him for about 30 seconds. Uh, 30, 35 seconds. Yeah. That's correct. Now, yeah. Six months later. Right, okay. right. I had with him, literally, that was the whole conversation. Yes. I'll never hear from you again. Yep. Okay. Yes, because you can't so, get it. Because I can't get it. So five, six months later, uh, I, I call him up, and I go, hi, Mr. Rothman, I don't think you remember me. And he goes, oh, yeah, you're the guy with the humidors. I mean, I said that <laughs> one sentence, and he goes, oh, yeah, you're the guy with the humidors. Uh, and I was amazed. I go, like, how does this guy remember? How does he remember my voice? It turns out that I was the only person on the f- planet who called him Mr. Rothman. Everybody else called him Lou, and somehow that's, uh, that was the key. But anyway, so I tell him I have, I have the samples ready. He says, oh, great, send them up. I said, I'm sorry, I don't do business that way. I only do business face-to-face. Typical Lou Rothman. He goes, well, suit yourself. Come on up then. You know? yeah. and, uh, <laughs> you know? So um, I, I, I make the trip to New Jersey. My business partner and I, we, you know, I had already quoted him the price. And knowing that he was the largest cigar retailer in the country, probably in the world, uh, I guess in the world, 
And we decided that, you know, well, I, I was hoping I was going to sell them 200 humidors. I thought that would be a really nice way to start, 200 and, humidors. And you have zero idea how big the JR empire is at this time or what it really yeah, is. It still wasn't. It was 90. Because if he's still in New Jersey, he wasn't in North Carolina at that time. Right. right. No, so no. He, 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 did he, have the one, he probably had the store there, but he didn't have the warehouses there yet. Uh, he didn't have the no. He didn't have the warehouse. Yes. That's the, the legendary yes. warehouse. He did have his stores there. The stores right? were there, but they're right. not the but warehouses. But nobody had any idea how many how many flyers he was sending out every every three months. Nobody had. I mean, there was no way to grasp how big his business was. Sure, there was. The manufacturer was selling him the cigars. He, when he's placing orders for. Uh, well, this they would know. They yeah, would know. Yeah. But us in the street, no, right, you're right, right, right. Cigar smokers, we know. Right. We knew he was the baby. You had no idea. Right. So I, you know, I wanted to sell him two hundred human. Doors, 100 of each design that I had. And we were, but we were hoping that maybe, maybe if I could entice him with the price, if he, if I could talk him into buying 500 humidors, we were going to lower the price. We were going to lower the price significantly. And I already quoted him, I had already quoted him the price. So I go up there, I show him the humidors. Um, I, I set him down on his desk so that I open them, so that they're facing him. So when I open them up, he's facing into the humidor because I, I had that Spanish cedar. That's what I wanted to show off. I had great Spanish cedar inside. Um, the outside of the box is beautiful. I open it up. He sticks his head in it. He goes, these, these are perfect. Um, he, he goes, these are perfect. He goes, what would you say? They're 140. I go, yeah, they're, they're 140. And he says, and he asked me, he goes, how many fit on a container? I, 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 I choke for a second. I go, on a container? Uh, and literally, I had no idea how many fit on a container, but I'm a salesman, so I say 1,200, you know? He goes, okay, great. Well, I'll take a container of this one and a container of that one. <laughs> And I'm stunned. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I, I even tell the story now, and my hands are still sweating. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm stunned. And uh, and I go, I go. Oh, okay. He says, well, you can do that, can't you? I go, oh yeah, absolutely, no problem. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, no problem. I, I, I can do that. Um, he then he then says, okay, great. And he, we shake hands on it. And then he shows me a little bit around his his uh, place. Up this is up in New Jersey. He takes me into where he has the people doing the the phone calls, where the people uh, take the call center. Yeah, yeah, the call center, brick floor, and across the back of the room are. He has it decorated with the fronts of homes, of row houses on the, on the front. It's really a, it was really a quite beautiful place, but it, it took you back in time. So, like, you felt like you were in a factory. And, uh, you know, he pointed out to me, he said the floor was the floor of a factory in, in Tampa. And they were tearing down the factory. He couldn't stand to see it just go away. So he bought the floor, and he had the floor reassembled up in New Jersey. I go, oh, that's, that's something, you know. And he had a plaque there saying what factory it came from. And then he points to these these house fronts, these these this row house fronts. He goes, he goes, yeah, those are where they used to roll the cigars in Tampa. I can't do a Lou Rothman voice imitation, <laughs> but you know, you all know what he sounds well, that's like. That's where they do the cigar rolling in Tampa. Yeah, yeah. It turns yeah, out it's more nasally. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah I can't yeah, do the nasal. Yeah, a little yeah, more yeah, nasal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it it turns out that they were they were taking down these row houses. These were places where where the Cubans, when they came from from Cuba, would roll the cigars in their homes. To to Lou, a student of cigar history, I mean, the student of cigar history, he couldn't see. He just could not let it die. So he bought the facades of the buildings 
and had them reassembled in New Jersey in this call center. And that's how he decorated the call. Right, so go, I'm off topic. Again. No, it's just amazing stuff. Andy Costin here. Andy Costin, I've known you for years, Andy. What is the name of your company? Accent Imports. Okay, so Andy Costin of Accent Imports. Uh, exclusive uh, makes furnitures, uh, excuse me, for rooms to go. Talks about how he meets Lou Rothman and gets a 2,400-unit humidor order. Right. Now, I want you to tell us, because I know a little more of the story. Okay. So, you, you've quoted him a price. You're right. Now, okay. Now you, you, you obviously said if you gave him the 500, you could drop the price of those humidors for Lou Rothman. And he gave you way more. Right. So, about a month goes by and you call him back? What, you know, I, I told him right then and there, I said, well, you know, you're going to buy that many, you could, you know, I can do better on the price. And he told me, he said, look, he said, he said, I'm really not interested in a better price. What I'm interested in is getting these when you tell me you're going to deliver them and getting exactly what you're showing me here. That's what I'm interested in. I go, okay, no problem. Um, I go back to, I come back to Florida. Um, I'll skip the story. But I come back to Florida, my, my, my business partner uh, you know, I tell him. I tell him how many humidors he goes. He goes. Well, what price did you sell them at? I go. Well, I go. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I go. That. That's the thing. Uh, I go. I go. Curtis. He's he's happy to pay the the same price. And and Curtis goes. Well, that's not. I, that's not right. I go. Yeah. Yeah. I go. But you know, let let it simmer down. I'll call him again. So um, I had to ask him a question uh, about timing of delivery. And as I'm talking to him, I go, I go, Lou, you know, we placed the order with the factory. They're thrilled to have an order like that. And they came back with a, with a, with a, better, with a better price, and we're, we're able to pass that along to you. And he, says, he, goes, he goes, I thought I told you I wasn't interested in that. And uh, I go, yes, sir, but, you know, and he goes, stop calling me, sir. I go, yes, sir. And, and, yeah. <laughs> totally yeah. I, I mean, he, he, you know, he literally at one point had to tell me, he said, if you call me Mr. <laughs> Rothman one more time and, and, you know, but anyway, I, I called him Lou. So anyway, hung up the phone, went about the business. Maybe it's like three, four weeks later, I call him again. And uh, again, on another, on another subject, but I bring up the price. And he goes, Andy, you bring up this pricing issue one more time. It'll be the last business I ever do with you. I will cancel the orders. Yes, sir. <laughs> Don't call me, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and we proceeded, to, we proceeded to make the humidors, deliver the humidors. Lou Rothman puts them in his book, his, his flyer. And maybe three, four flyers later, I get, I get one of the flyers, and now he is offering the humidors for $99. I know what I sold him the humidors for, and he's selling them for $99. And my heart sinks. I mean, I feel terrible. I mean, this guy, you know, I, I, I thought that he and I were friends. I thought that he could talk to me. I thought that, you know, like, if you don't like the humidor, whatever, we'll work out something, you know. I call him up. And I go, I go, Lou, I go, you know, if, you, if there's something wrong with the humidors, if you don't like them, whatever, you know, you could have said something to me. And he goes, he goes, what are you talking about? I go, well, you're selling them for $99. He goes, Andy, he goes, you take care of your business. I'll take care of my business. I have a reason for doing that. I love your humidors. Three days later, he places an, an order for another 3,500, 4,000 humidors. Just absurd. Crazy business. And then he says, you, you need to, uh, you're down there in Florida, you need to call on the, on the Altidus people. You need to show the Altidus people. And just so most people know, I mean, some of the most famous humidors, you made all the White House humidors for Altidus, the Lincoln Memorial, 
pretty much any humidor you've either gotten through JR or from a retailer that had a Romeo and Juliet logo, a Monte Cristo logo, an HM logo, these are all humidors that were done by you. Absolutely. The stand-up ones, the wine rack ones, all these right. ones over the years. We did, we did faux finishing. Everything had a wood grain. Every single humidor was painted painstakingly, hour after hour, painted by hand, hand-painted logos. But in the, in the late 90s, early 2000s, if you saw a high-gloss, wood-grained humidor with a hand-painted logo on it, I made that humidor. Yep, pretty much. Yeah. And you, Lou, only exclusively dealt with you for, I think, the rest of his time there, correct? Not by choice, but I don't know if anybody was able to do what we were able to do. Uh, you know, uh, Lou's, a, Lou's a smart guy. I mean, something better comes along, Lou jumps on just like anybody would. But uh, yeah, I think we had, a, we had a really good relationship for, I don't know, four, five, six, four, five, six years. Uh, but the relationship with uh, Altidus has lasted 13, 14, 15 years. Uh, so I really, really, from about the time of, I don't know, 2003, 2004, uh, Altidus really has been my exclusive customer. I've made this, the cigar boxes for them, the humidors for them. Well, and, and we were talking about, you know, boxes. You moved from the humidors into boxes now. And we're doing more boxes later on, and that's kind of where you got the, that's kind of where the, everything is focusing. You and I were talking before the show about how boxes are now, which you've more focused on rather than all the humidors. And... I, it just how did you make the transition from humidors to boxes? You mean box? Just so our listeners and boxes, cigar boxes, yeah, actual packaging. cigar packaging. Right, the boxes that cigars get packed in. Yes, the brand boxes. Yes, yeah. This came out of my complete ignorance of the cigar <laughs> business. Um, you know, I didn't even realize that I was getting into the cigar box business when I got into it. It was Lou Rothman started asked me to make a cigar box uh, for the Bolivar Bolivar brand, and uh, he said, you know, he said, can you do this kind of work? small-scale, you know, cigar boxes. Well, yeah, sure, you know. And we made we made a cigar box. He gets that cigar box, and he he was in love with it, thought it, was, thought it was great. I'm doing business with the Alphas people. They also were able to realize what I wasn't able to realize, shrink it down. You know, we're going to introduce a high-end cigar. A high-end cigar should have a high-end look. Instead of making a humidor that holds 150 cigars, 125 cigars, make a humidor that holds 25 cigars. So literally, the cigar boxes we were making were humidors. They were humidors that held 25 cigars. But they had the same whisper close action. They had the same uh, 125-degree hinges. They had the same construction, same everything. And that's how we got into the cigar box business. They and and when people bought those cigars, when they bought they bought the Monte Cristo Platinum, the Monte Cristo White, uh, the H the high end H Upman cigars, they got a miniature humidor with the purchase of of the cigars. That was a lot of the promotions that Ultras ran during the years. Mm -hmm. The humidors were used for a lot. And, and another thing, you also make something else on the mass market side, correct? You make and uh, yeah. it's an interesting fact. <laughs> okay, you make all the little wooden tips for all the Havoc Tampa cigars. Um, Havoc Tampa Jewels. Jewels. Havoc Tampa Jewels is a cigar that features a uh, birchwood tip, not a plastic tip, not the a plastic real tip, birchwood real tip. birchwood tip. It's a cigar that has existed since the 1930s, 
and uh, I am down in the Altidus offices. One of the people in the meeting says, uh, you know, asks, says, Andy, can I speak with you after the meeting about something? And I go, yeah, sure. And he calls me into his office, and he shows me this little wood tip. And um, he goes, can you make these for us? And I look at this little wood tip, and I, I say, no, I can't. Uh, it's, I know it seems simple, but it's a really complicated piece to make. It's at least six or seven steps to machine and shape that piece. That's not my business. And this guy says, he goes, oh, that's too bad. He says, because I don't want to say the number on, on oh, there. Yeah, you yeah, have to say I it. have to say oh, it. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm going to ask you how many tips you uh, produce he, he goes, He goes, it's too bad. He says, because we need 160 million of these a year. And I go, Eric. Let me look at that tip. <laughs> <laughs> let me see that yeah. tip real quick. Let me see that again. Yeah. <laughs> I go, I go, I say, Eric, that's the easiest thing. Piece of cake. Piece of cake to make. I figure there's got to be a way to make money. Something uh, 160 million pieces a year. That was, a, that was, a, that was incredible. It, I take the piece. I go, this is, you know, I go, it's a no brainer. And he said, but you just said, I go, no brainer. Uh, <laughs> I go, I no brainer. Literally, I'm not making this up. It took two and a half years to develop the machinery and to and to to make wow. that. Yeah, it was it was us. It was tough, toughest toughest challenge I think I ever ever took on. But Altidus, you know, they stood behind me the whole time. You know, they just they just kept encouraging me. Kept they they have been the most encouraging people always for all the years that I've done business with them. Nothing but encouragement. Same thing with J.R. Cigar. Just encouragement, encouragement, encouragement. But yeah, so I make I make the wood tip that's on the Havitampa jewels to this day. Interesting stuff. Good. Well, I mean, I know we were talking earlier, but I mean. You're also, I mean, all, for a lot of guys who are into the industry and know a lot of things, I mean, Altus has done a lot with, like, a rebranding and repackaging and a lot of stuff, and you and I were talking beforehand, but you're behind a lot of the new repackaging they're doing and the new artwork and the concept and making those new boxes, right? Okay. You know, just to just to be really clear here, back back in the early days when I started it, I knew what my capabilities were. Altidus people didn't know what my capabilities were, okay? I mean, they were cigar people. You know, they're, they're cigar people. So they, they had no clue what manufacturing capabilities were. They made their own boxes in the Dominican or wherever they made their boxes. They were paper-wrapped sets. That's what everybody did. Nobody did anything different. And I brought to the table a whole different world. I mean, we could do practically, we could do practically anything. We could make high-gloss lacquer. We could make faux-grain finish. We could use exotic woods. We could make things opened various different ways. We could make layer things. They caught on real quickly, real quickly. And they would just bombard me with, you know, with whatever. It was like Twilight Zone sometimes. Some of the things they would come up with, like I would say, well, you know, just because you can imagine it doesn't mean that you, I can do it. And then they would get disappointed. I actually get annoyed sometimes. But, <laughs> but you know, we, we, we worked it out. But now now it's to the point, truly, they know it. They, they have it. They, they have their own design staff. They have their, you know. They have very fine designers. They have very fine people that can do the graphics. And my life is a, is a little bit easier now. They feed it to me. I fine-tune it. But pretty much they, they do their own designs. They, they, at this point, they come up with, their, with, with, with what they want, what they look. Because it's so, it's so exacting now. 
Well, very cool. Andy Constant of Accent Imports. Andy, thanks for coming on the show today. And My pleasure. Hang out with us and stick around the rest of the show. I'm sure there'll be more stories you could share with us. Some very cool stuff. <laughs> I can't believe you want to hear more of it. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> this is some of the best stuff we've had on radio. And plus, uh, find out how, uh, stay tuned on how you could win a vintage humidor. Yeah. From have, Andy's private I, collection. Absolutely. How, I'll pick out a great one. How old will, do you think some of these are? Uh, the one that I, the, the the ones that I have in mind would be from the late the late nineties. There you maybe go. From late night and just beautiful stuff. Good. Like Stay tuned and how, find out how you could get a chance to win that from Andy. Right now we're going to do our Cedar Spills trivia. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to give you a question. If you know the answer, give us a call at eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, and win a fifty count Cedar Spills bundle. Enjoy the wood. So here we go. I think the question is. Hmm. Since it first happened in 1910, who is the only president of the United States not to have opened a baseball season by throwing out the ceremonial first pitch during his administration? I'll repeat that one more time. Since it first happened in 1910, who is the only president of the United States not to have opened a baseball season by throwing out the ceremonial first pitch during his administration? If you know the answer... Give us a call at 877-960-9960. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. I'm working it. Kiss My Ash Radio on Seaview Radio. For over 75 years, one cigar has set the quality standard against which all others are measured and has become the world's most recognized and revered brand, Monte Cristo. Whether you prefer the subtle complexities of Monte Cristo Classic, the smooth elegance of Monte Cristo White, the rich, seductive flavor of Monte Cristo Platinum, or the dark and mysterious Monte Cristo Reserva Negra, you are savoring, quite simply, the best of the best. Surgeon General Warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm -hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the Silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit DiamondCrown.com. When you light a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world. You release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities, time. The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. The time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. The time it takes to hand pick, hand roll, and then carefully hand check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time 
beautifully filled. Buying a home is the biggest investment you face. Choosing the right company to help makes all the difference. Property Transfer Services is a fully licensed professional title company that has been serving Florida, New Jersey, and the entire East Coast for over 22 years. Our team of experienced licensed title officers are here to work with the seller, buyer, realtor, builder, and bank to make sure that every transaction is a success. For more information on how Property Transfer Services can help you, call Michael Raff at 561-691-5941. Again, that's 561-691-5941. Property Transfer Services is the official sponsor of The Great Smoke. This is Kurt Kendall from 724 Cigars. All I do is dream about listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. Stupid. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio, where life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars is all that matters. To reach the gang, call them, 877-960-9960. Now here's Honest Abe. You can have it your way. How do you want it? You gonna back that thing up or should I push up on it? Temperature rising, okay, let's go to the next level. Dance floor jam-packed, hot as a tea kettle. I'll break it down for you now, baby, it's simple. If you don't mind, I'm shaking in the hotel and in the back of the window on the beach and the park. It's whatever you went to, like the magic world, you know, he's taught me everything about business. I go, Lou, he goes, I go, Lou, I'm just famous in the air. You know we're going on the air. Oh. <laughs> Andy, the Miller story has no idea we're going back on the air. Sorry. <laughs> no, but it's all right. Uh, Kiss My Ash Radio here with Andy Carson from Accent Imports telling us about another great story. So tell us about the story. You, 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 you were late. You might be late on a shipment that Lou had already advertised and okay. confirmed with you and double-checked to make sure you were going to be on time, and now right. you're going to be late. Right. I just, I just need to just to explain that in, this, in, in the world, Lou Rothman was everything to me. The man's a genius. He, he, he is, you know, he is giving with his business advice. He, just, just a great person to know. And he's the last person on earth you want to disappoint. I mean, you just, because he's just so easygoing, you don't want to disappoint him. And, you know, he has to design, he had to design his flyers months in advance. And he called me up. He had placed an order for humidors. He was going to be doing, uh, it was a major spread. There was probably six, seven different types of humidors in, in, in the spread. And before he went to press, he called me up to make sure there was not going to be any delays. And I assured him because I knew there was no question in my mind. I would never exaggerate anything. I knew there were no delays. So I said, no, Lou, it's no problem. They'll be there on time. Don't worry. And, and we hang up. Two weeks later... A typhoon, a typhoon, you know, it's uh, the country of Taiwan is like a trailer park for typhoons in Asia. I mean, every typhoon hits Taiwan. They have to, they have to slow down production. It's gonna, the, the humidors are going to be late. And the humidors are going to be like three weeks late. And I know this is really bad news. And I, I am shaking like a leaf, all right? Because I don't want to disappoint Lou Rothman, you know. I mean, I don't want to disappoint him. I, it took me a day to get up the nerve to pick up the phone. I pick up the phone and I, I call him and I go, I say, Lou, I am so sorry. I said, but that humidor that I promised you is, that was going to be on time is going to be late. And he goes, Andy, he goes, which would you rather have, a wood splint caught underneath your thumbnail or a container delivered late? I said, well, a container delivered late. He goes, me too, and hangs up. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. Oh. Great man. Truly, truly great guy. That's okay. funny. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. He, he has a way, he just has a way of just putting you at ease, yet making a point. And uh, he, takes, he takes one sentence, two sentences, and a look to make a point. Other people would go on for 20 minutes. He makes a point with one look and one sentence. That's Lou. Yeah. Well, before the break, we asked our listeners, uh, since it first happened in 1910, who was the only president? of the United States not to have opened a baseball season by throwing out the ceremonial first pitch during his administration. So uh, your chance to win a 50 bundle cedar spills, courtesy of Commonwealth Cedar Spills, Libby from, Massa- Lippy, Lippy from Massachusetts. Welcome. You're on Kiss My Ash Radio. Hello. How you doing, Lippy? Hi, how you doing? Good. Are you smoking anything right now? What are you smoking? Oh, I don't know. I, I just put it down. You just it's put it down. <laughs> All right. Quite safe. No, I went outside. It was too noisy in there. No, I, I get that feeling, Lippy. All right, sweetheart. What, uh, who was the president that uh, did not take part of the opening uh, ceremony pitch? I'm going to go with William Taft. No, Lippy, I'm sorry. It is not William Taft. But, but uh, okay. do, you have a kiss, do you have a Kiss My Ash t-shirt or hat? Yes, I do. All right. Well, hang in there, and we'll we'll send something out. You get her information. I'll send her something. We'll send her something. Thanks, Lippy. Okay. All right, Gary from Lake Worth. Gary. Gary, you're on the air. Hello, Gary. Hello. How are you? Hi, Gary. How you doing? Very good. And yourself? Good, Gary. Uh, so, uh, what are you smoking? I'm smoking a 10th anniversary from Jaime Garcia. Oh, very nice. Well, that is your uh, Cedar Spills Light Up Moment cigar then. Very well done. Okay, who was the president that, uh, since his first happened in 1910, did not have the opening baseball, uh, did not open baseball season by throwing the ceremonial first pitch? Nixon? No, it was <laughs> Sorry, not, not Richard Nixon. Wow. Hi. Well, listen, do you have a shirt and hat? No, I don't. All right, hang on there. We'll get you some out to you, Gary. Thanks for calling. Gary from Liverpool. All phone lines are open. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, maybe you should check this answer because Emily did write it. She did. Should I Google this now? You should. Yeah. But give us, give us a call at 877-960-9960. And uh, once again, here's a question. Does it first happen in 1910? Who is the only president of the United States not to have opened a baseball season by throwing out the ceremonial first pitch during his administration? So that being said, moving on. Uh, Cigar News. We have Cigar News? Cigar News today. You got it? Because I have a copy. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Okay. Just need to clear my throat. All right. Cigar News, August 10th. Sam Crow leaves Charming. FX's motorcycle outlaw drama. The Sons of Anarchy will be getting official cigar later this month. Under Meyer and Dutch's Black Crown brand, the Black Crown Sons of Anarchy edition will debut in late August, shortly before the show returns to television. There will be five Atolos produced at the General Cigars Hasta Factory in Danley, Honduras, packed in boxes of 20. Sons of Anarchy is entering its sixth season, which will debut September 10th, and let's hope that this TV drama-themed cigar fares better than CAO's TV-based Soprano cigar, a line that's finally sleeping with the fishes earlier this year. Or it tastes better. Yeah, it's fair to it taste better. Oh, you don't know where but up. Drew Estate, Nika Rustica. The newest creation is Nika Rustica, a one-size line measuring 6 inches by 52. 
with pigtail caps and closed feet. The smokes, meant to be rustic and medium to full in body, are crafted by hand from a blend of Nicaraguan filler tobaccos, a Mexican binder from San Andreas, and a wrapper of Connecticut Broadleaf. The cigars come in boxes that resemble crates with 50 cigars per box. The cigars carry the name and image of El Brujito, an ancient term meaning shaman or witch doctor to the people of Esteli, Nicaragua, where the cigars are made. The cover box features a detachable lid with a notch meant to be hung in a cigar store or in a man cave as art. The Nica Rustico will have a suggested retail price of six ninety five, and look for it to hit store shelves by October. Are those real cigars or are those Facebook cigars? No, these should be a regular production out there. Uh, in, uh, yeah. Macanudo Brands, 45th, <laughs> Macanudo Brands 45th Anniversary. To commemorate Macanudo Brands 45th Anniversary, General Cigar Company will be releasing the Macanudo Estate Reserve coming this October. It's a limited edition cigar that features a Connecticut shade wrapper along with binder and filled tobaccos from the Dominican Republic. The Estate Reserve series will feature an annually released limited edition blend made with tobaccos. Huh, it kind of sounds familiar. This is not, this is not Macanudo Vintage? Redone? <laughs> Did they just take well, and, and, and why? Is yeah. it, why, and why it the '96 or the '08 again? I mean, I don't get it. I mean, they just, they just shuffle different names on the same projects. Why would you even do that again? Is it come with a because they just around? died out, so now it's back into a state. You know, oh. it also come with a little thing, a little uh, pay, uh, napkin holder oh, around mm-hmm. around it. Easy there, Tiger. All right, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm off track here. <laughs> this year's state reserve was sourced from an independent grower, and all tobacco in the blend was aged at least 8 to 10 years, individually packaged in wooden coffins, because that always makes it a better cigar. Oh, yeah. It's always a better cigar when it's packed in an individual wooden coffin. Mm-hmm. And even more makes it better is when you put it in gold foil. I mean, Andy, would you agree with that? It's a better when it's in an individual coffin, it, it, right? And like, I make money selling them all this stuff. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> It's the best thing ever. I think uh, it's it's one of the best new things to come along in years. <laughs> it's an incredibly good way to get a cigar. Oh, and the state reserves come in three sizes, retailing from sixteen to eighteen dollars each for a Macanudo. How about that? Only three thousand ten count boxes were produced, and will Thank remain God. and will remain on shelves <laughs> for decades to come. Uh, I got to move on to that story before I get myself in any more trouble. It's a good thing that the people at General Cigar actually know who I am. Uh, yeah. No, uh, no, no one knows us over there anymore. <laughs> Ashton Cigar Bar opens doors. Legal cigar bar smoking and drinking is set to return to the city of brotherly love this September when the all-new Ashton Cigar Bar opens its doors. The new cigar bar, which will be located in Center City, Philadelphia, above Holt Cigar Company, will boast a cigar menu of more than 200 smokes, including two signature cigars, Available only at that establishment, the Ashton Crown and the La Roma de Cuba Noblesse. I smoked in the old bar there, the Mahogany, which oh, is yeah? which is above. I guess this is replacing the Mahogany. It was it was a very not. I mean, old school, you know, dark wood, very dark, very smoky. It was, it was a great place to sit down and have a bourbon and a cigar in the old days. Absolutely. Ever since the city's only public cigar bar, Mahogany on Walnut, there you go, shuttered its doors last year. Philadelphia cigar smokers have been thirsting for a public bar where patrons can order a drink and enjoy a cigar. The new Ashton Cigar Bar was designed by New York City's award-winning Bentel & Bentel architectural firm. The new space features floor-to-floor ceiling front windows, 
that allow light to flow all the way through the back of the establishment. A new white marble bar invites patrons to linger longer while they watch two flat-screen TVs behind the bartender. A custom three-dimensional wooden sculpture from local artist Michael P. Rocco is depicting rolling tobacco fields will be hanging between the bar and the humidor. And last but not least, Pro Cigar Festival is back again, once again bumping up on the Great Smoke. The dates for the 2014 Pro Cigar Festival is here. The largest annual cigar celebration has been set and registration is open. Next year's festival will take place from February 16th to the 21st. And the Great Smoke will be on February 22nd. More importantly, of course. Absolutely. And we'll offer not only loads of premium cigar smoking, but a chance to learn about cigars through factory tours and educational seminars. Tours will include visiting Tabacalera de Garcia in La Romana, where Dominican Monte Cristo, Romeo, and Juliet, and eight Umbrens are produced. And Andy, I'm sure you spent some time in the Tabacalera de Garcia factory. <laughs> Too much time. A little bit. <laughs> yes. Um, about 160 miles from Romana, where they will also be able to participate in tobacco field tours offered by General Cigar Davidoff, uh, Matassa, La Aurora, and for the first time this year, uh, they were going to get tours of the La Alasiana, La Flor Dominicana, and the Fuente Foundation will also be offered. Pro Cigars now is in its seventh year. Are we in the seventh year of the Great Smoke? Uh, eighth year. I, well, because we just had the eighth um, poker tournament, and it's always one left. So one. we're actually coming up on the eighth. Yes. So we're actually a year ahead of them. Mm-hmm. We were first. Ba-ba-da. There we go. Um... For more information on Pro Cigar Festival and to register, check out ProCigar.org. And that is all we have in the news. All right, we got Joe from Long Island, New York. Joe, you looking to win a Cedar Spoon Bundle? You? How you How doing, you pal? How you doing today? Good. How's Long Island, New York treating you? It's cooling off a little. Yeah? yeah. How, how's, uh, what you smoking today? Uh, Federal Cigar, 90th Reserve. Oh, that was one of these uh, little uh, micro-projects for a federal cigar over there? Yeah. Nice, nice. All right, well, who's the president that didn't partake, pick, take I part? I believe it was President Reagan. Ooh, no. You're close. No. Close, but no cigar, buddy. I know you got oh. plenty of hats and shirts, Joe, so hang in there and keep listening, buddy. All right, thanks. Take care. Wow, I, I mean, does not anybody have Google? Did you not Google this? I Googled it, and I came, up, everybody? I, I came up with it. Yeah. Well, it doesn't come out. You have to search a little. I had to search you a little on read, You had to read like a couple sentences. I had to read a little bit, but uh, I did find it, yes. W- was she correct? Uh, she yes. was. Okay. Well, she was the, correct. The funny thing is, this person actually did it, but not as a sitting president. Oh. Uh. Uh. Hint, hint. Mm-hmm. Well, the question does say uh, during his term in office. So. Yes, so in his term. The, and however, he did throw one out at the start of the World Series, uh. but not the opening day ceremonial first pitch, as it does say in the question. And I was I was living in Washington, D.C. at the time. I remember how controversial it was. That uh, Really? Yeah. Why did he do it? What was the reasoning? Or just didn't even ask? Or what? Was, was there a reason behind it? Or just a fluke? I, he's a peanut head. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's going to help you. That just that, gave that, away. There, there you go. <laughs> That, uh, you know, I, he is who he is, I guess. I don't know. Billy Beer. All right, here we go. Steve, Steve from West Palm Beach, home, home, a homebrew guy. Steve, what's up? Everything's good. 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 Welcome here on Kiss My Ash Radio. What are you smoking today? Uh, I just smoked a Connecticut Shade uh, Camacho, Connecticut Torpedo. Is that one of the new Camachos, the bold? 
No, I think we're having the older ones. Ah, oh, there you go. Okay, well, Steve, do you uh, know which president uh, we're talking about here? Yes, I think I do. I think it's Jimmy Carter. Well done, Steve. Hey, all right. You, as part of the Commonwealth Cedar Spills light-up moment, you will win a 50-round 50 50 bundle of Commonwealth Cedar Spills. Enjoy the wood, my friend. That's very good. Thank you so much. Thank you, Steve. Keep listening. All right. We got that out of the way. After the break, what do we got? John D. John D. Cigar Showdown. Maybe squeezing the asshole of the week. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. This is so hot. Kiss My Ash Radio on Seaview Radio. Honest Abe here, and let me tell you, there are hundreds of brands of cigars on smoke and shells, but undeniably there's only one premium handcrafted stick that's 100% different than any other. Drew Estate's Acid. It's so wildly different that it's difficult to describe in words. Sweet, herbal, botanical, earthy, delectable, and on and on. They keep its unique infusion process a total secret, and with good cause, because everyone would copycat this unique cigar if they knew how. Guys love it, girls love it, and the people you smoke it around love it. Everyone loves acid cigars. It's bold and bewitching, and it has cigar lovers spellbound. Warlock, a devilishly good smoke that's mesmerizing aficionados with its hypnotic blend of deep, complex notes. Crafted in Nicaragua by acclaimed cigar maker Omar Ortez, Warlock tempts the palate with a sorcerer's blend of bold tobaccos that casts its spell and never lets go. Light up a Warlock and see why smokers find its charisma irresistible. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. Camacho Corojo, full body, full flavor, full satisfaction. The 94-rated Camacho Corojo, Cigar Aficionado's Top 5 Cigar for 2010. The world's only authentic Corojo cigar is handmade from first-generation Corojo tobaccos grown in the Hamastron Valley of Honduras. Rich, bold, and smooth, the Camacho Corojo's complex profile is truly unique and provides for a smoking experience like no other full-body cigar. For more information on Camacho cigars, visit us at www.camachocigars.com. Camacho Corojo is available at all smoke-in locations. The Oliva family, the makers of some of the most affordable yet highest-rated premium cigars available, continue in this tradition with the new Oliva Series B Milanio, a full-flavored yet smooth smoke, which recently received a 95 rating from Cigar Snob magazine. Milanio and the other great Oliva cigars can be found at all smoke-in locations, so always ask for Oliva, an unbeatable value and an uncompromising quality. The Oliva family of cigars. Other companies claim to offer a lifetime warranty, but how many companies today offer an honest lifetime warranty on all of their leading products? I only know of one. That is Dicar, world's leading manufacturer of cigar cutters, along with a full line of premium cigars, lighters, and accessories. If your Zycar accessory fails to live up to their promise and form, feel, and function, simply return it, and they will immediately repair or replace it for you. Now that's what I call 100% total satisfaction. Stop by Smoke In, an authorized Zycar dealer, and become a part of the Zycar Nation. Zycar for life. This is Bill Paley from La Polina Cigars. Kiss My Ass Radio is the bomb, man. Log on to KissMyAssRadio.com any day during the week, and you can play back the podcast if you missed it. To reach the gang, call them, 877-960-9960. Now here's Honest Abe.
You know, the worst part is this is radio. People can't see all the things he brought with him. We should just take pictures and post them on Facebook, man. These yeah. pictures of Lou are classic. I remember getting these these catalogs back in the back in the nineties and stuff. I remember, you know, you know, you didn't have the internet, you couldn't do anything. If you wanted cigars and your local guy didn't have it, you had to go through JR. You go through a catalog. Yeah. For, yep. for those of you just joining us, we are back at Kiss My Ash Radio with Andy Cawson, the man who has been creating humidors and boxes. Altus USA JR cigars for years, and he's got the entire JR Classic collection with him, and is just showing us the 1980s, 70s Lou Rothman in the flesh. I mean, it's great. It's top of his catalog. Would you buy a cigar from this man? He's got a picture. <laughs> he looks like he's old. Holiday '94 sale. Unreal. So it got me started in cigars. Wow. That's uh, that's the the first time I ordered from uh, JR cigar. From yeah. this catalog, good one, good through one fifteen ninety five. Is yeah. it something? I mean, how OCD am I that I save cigar catalogs <laughs> back from nineteen ninety four? Yeah, Andy, you're our strange guy, <laughs> without a doubt. <laughs> no All question. right. Well, listen, he does do digital links. I saw him smoking one of the cigars the other day. It's time for cigar showdown with John D thirteen. I didn't know we went to Dueling Banjos. Oh, yeah. Oh, That's yeah. always been the Cigar oh, yeah. Showdown, yeah. For those of you who don't know, every week, John's here. We give him two completely <laughs> unbanded cigars, tell, get him to smoke them, and then he gives us his expert opinion on where these cigars are from, and if you've never heard this before, the guy is almost a savant. Well, he definitely tells you which one he likes better. He likes t- he'll tell you which one he likes better, and then we'll tell him what they are, but oftentimes he is a savant on picking out where they're from, who made them. And if not, he smoked them before. It's often fascinating. So, John, what do we have this week? Well, you know, I've probably done this, you know, 15 Should times. Should we say John or Justin? Justin. <laughs> Justin? You want Justin to do the review? <laughs> we want Justin to do the review. Well, you know, we, today we have the, uh, you know, back in the bayou where we do the ghetto hunting, we had two cigars <laughs> this week. We had cigar number one, which was a 6 and one eight by 52. Torpedo. Now, in the bayou, we call this cigar a dog rocket. <laughs> you know, a Maduro wrapper is ugly. Oh, just an ugly wrapper. You know how sometimes you have a wrapper, you have uh, two wrappers a slightly different color? This looked like it uh, had leprosy. It was not a very attractive cigar. You know, we had gator scales on it. You know, if I had this a gator, I would not eat this gator because it was so ugly. Okay. Uh, you know, so I would say it's a shoddy construction. You know, it's just not very good. Even the water boy would not smoke this cigar. Got it. Uh, the pre-draw was okay. Didn't get a lot of flavor from this. I've got better flavor from a moneymaker than this cigar wow. right here. Whoa. So, you know, it's, uh, it's not a very good cigar to start off with. It did have some smoke. You know, I like the smoke. So the smoke was very good. But when you start looking, there's, you know, wheat gray ash. It fell in my lap a couple of times. You know, when you're hunting a guitar, you can't have the cigar where the ash falls in your lap all the time. you got to have a stiff, stiff ash. Does it, <laughs> it doesn't make for extra seasoning when the ash rolls off? No, because the guitar can smell the ash. He does not like the ash in the water. I, don't, I still don't know whether it's Cajun, I Latin, Japanese... 
Yeah, he has no clue. John called in as a caller last week. Joss Tall from Louisiana. From Louisiana in the bayou. Yeah. This, it, this, it's, this, is this, is, this is an excellent accent. An accent of what I have no clue. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. No one. I, I feel sorry for the listeners just joining us saying, what is going on here? I think we might need to get him tested. <laughs> All right, that was uh, cigar number one, which you would gladly smoke again, I assume. Uh, you know, I, w- I wouldn't smoke this cigar if you gave it to me with, with and you threw in a box of my favorite cigars to go with it. Oh boy! How oh, much does a Churchill go for? There, uh. goes, there goes our best sponsor. Okay, number <laughs> number two. Uh, yeah, I, I smoked this. Actually, I smoked this one the other day when you were in uh, when you were in Wellington. I started this one. Uh, oh, this is the one you didn't like too. Yeah, th- this is the one. You know, if I thought cigar number one I didn't like, wow, this one. Was this was a drudge match? Oh my god! You know, I could not finish this cigar. I mean, I probably smoked thirty of these cigars now for you guys, and I think this might be the second one I could not smoke. I mean, I've probably probably ninety percent of the cigars I've smoked have been you know, decent to above cigars. These two, I don't know what it was. It was just it was. Uh, I mean, it had like a bull nose torpedo end on it, and. The draw was not the draw was horrible at the beginning, which is probably pretty good because then I couldn't really taste the cigar. But then, but then the draw got better, and I had to actually taste the cigar. So you know, I apologize in advance if I ticked off any uh, any sponsors. But these two cigars, I would not smoke again. Oh wow! There is not a winner. There's not a winner. Not I a am the winner. loser here. <laughs> Just burn them both. I'm the loser. Uh, well, we're gonna have to get John something else just uh, to please I the say it. Cigar number one was Grand Habano Corojo number five Pyramid from uh, George Rico, oh. and cigar number two was Saint Louis Ray Serie G Maduro Bellicoso. God, the fine folks at Altus is the box was a nice box that he made, but cigar <laughs> well, you know what you, you, you could do it. You, you know, was it was it a pig and pig's ear into a purse or something, a sow's ear into a purse or something like that? That's just rough. I didn't get to see the pretty box. <laughs> I actually do make a box for the SLR brand. There you go. The new uh, Gen X2? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. You knew it. Yeah, very good. That was rough. Oh, boy. <laughs> that was real rough. Well, no winner in Chicago Showdown. Bad stuff. Uh, okay. Andy's got a humidor. Here's your chance. You want to win this vintage humidor from Andy's collection, you got five minutes <laughs> to call in with the right answer. All right? This is a humidor that's rare, one of a kind probably by now. I mean, oh, for sure, one of a kind. Yeah. That's one of our samples. Yeah, one of a kind humidor from uh, Andy Caution's uh, private uh, vintage collection. Call 877-960-9960 and tell us what year was the first trade show that Andy went to work in and what city it was in. If you can remember that from the interview today, you will win that humidor. Give us a call at 877-960-9960. All the lines are open. Once again, what year? Did Andy work at his first trade show, and in what city was it in? All right. In between that, we have Ash Hole of the Week. This is a really good one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really fitting that a guy who's committed to sinning so much would eventually get bought down by his, you know, his own lust. Last month, 29-year-old Tony Riddling of Owasso, Oklahoma, stole a computer from his church. That, that's just low. That's just wrong and all That is levels. just so bad. What What are you thinking, man? The swing of the, uh, the, the Owasso First Assembly of God was a church. Now, he might have gotten away with it, and he only stopped his sinning there. But Troy really wanted to watch some porn on his new stolen computer. And unfortunately for him, the church installed a porn filter called Covenant 
eyes. Something you would expect a church to do for a church yes. computer. So he was unable mm-hmm. to watch porn, and Troy couldn't get around the filter. So what does Troy do? He calls Covenant Eyes and asks him how to remove the software. They trace the software to the stolen computer, pass the information along to the church, and pass it along to the police. And on Tuesday, Troy was arrested for secondary burglary and possession of stolen property. Troy Riddling, you are officially KMA's asshole of the week. Uh, How do you awful. like that? Andy, no callers. No one can remember where you were. I can barely remember where I was. So, this is, guys, I, all our listeners out there, man, this is like going to be like an awesome, uh, vintage, one of a kind, unique humidor. I know the answer. I want to win. I know. All you have to do is tell me what I, year. I, I, maybe a, a hint that it wasn't in a state that we ever went back to. For, uh, <laughs> that won't tell anybody much. <laughs> They'd really have to know their their uh, IPCPR RTDA history. I tell you there. what, I'll give I'll give them a hint. Here's a good hint. Uh, who was the blind that was Burt Reynolds' wife? Lori Lonnie Anderson. Anderson. Lonnie Anderson. How's that for a hint? Lonnie Anderson. Hmm. <laughs> that's a hint. That's, that's a Lonnie hint. Anderson. I get it. You got to think. I, I got it. Mm-hmm. You got to think, but I, that's a hint. Yeah. But look, since, since we're waiting for these calls, Andy, you were telling us a story right before the break came back about the first order we had talked about earlier in the show when you went to Lou and you didn't have a purchase order. <laughs> Uh, I, I, <laughs> I was so excited about uh, the, the order that Lou placed with me. I, I, left, I left his office. I went to the nearest phone booth. I called my partner. I told him what, what, uh, you know, what had just happened. And uh, he, he said, did you, get a, you know, did you get a purchase order? And I go, oh, shoot, no, I, I, I didn't get a purchase order. So I, he says, Andy says, we're going to need a purchase order because we have to go to the bank. We have to you know, borrow the money you know, to, to finance the, the construction. I go, okay. I go back. Um, and I go, uh, Mr. Rothman, please call me Lou. The whole thing. Again, <laughs> and, uh, again, you know, with the sir. My uh, name is uh, Lou. Okay. My name is Lou. All right. So I go, Lou. Uh, I need a purchase order. And he looks at me. He goes, he goes, Andy. He goes, Do you know who I am? I go, Yeah. You know, I, I understand. You didn't who see you Mr. Are. Rothman? Did no, you? I didn't. Okay. I, I go, he says, He says, You know, I do millions of dollars of business just on a handshake. I go, I go, Yes, sir. I, I, I know that. Don't call me sir. Yes, I know that. Um, uh, but I need, I need a purchase order. Be, because I have to, you know, I told him, I said, I have to finance this, I have to take it to the bank. And he goes, okay. He says, I don't know where a purchase order is. He shouts out that, LaVonda, where do we keep the purchase orders? And she shouts back, I don't know, Lou. I think they're in that cabinet over there somewhere. So I, Lou gets up, he goes into the back, and I hear cabinet doors opening and closing, you know, the old metal-style cabinet doors opening and closing. Finally, he comes back with this crumpled piece of paper. It's, it's like three by five inches, and it has the, it has the address of uh, some store they had somewhere in North Carolina. And uh, he scratches that out. He writes on the thing. <laughs> Two two containers of humor as shown, you know. Two containers of humor as shown, one hundred forty dollars. He so he goes, is, will this do? I go, I go, yeah, yeah, that'll do. Thank you. He goes, he just shakes his head, and walks away. He could wrote on toilet paper at that point. Yeah, like, yeah that'll do, Lou. Yeah, yeah. First purchase order I ever got from him. Last purchase order I ever got from him. But I assure you, I have saved that purchase order all of. Do all you of really? Easy. Oh, absolutely. Oh, Come you, on, the guy you, has his first catalog. You got to send us a picture of that so we can just post it on uh, Facebook. Okay. All right. All right. I have, all right. Yeah, I have the first. Okay. I have the first purchase order from Rooms to Go. I have the first purchase order from. Uh, oh, I like to see the first purchase order from Ed Shown. That's great. <laughs> all right, we have Michael from Lake Worth. Michael, you're on Kiss My Ash Radio. Hello, Michael. Michael, you're on KMA. Yeah. You there, Michael? I'm here. I'm uh, here. What are you smoking, Michael? 
Tatuaje Reserve. Oh, Tatuaje Day. Okay. <laughs> Do you know what city was the first trade show that Andy Carson worked and what year was in? Oh, God. Cincinnati. Uh, what year? Um, 1998. Oh. oh. All right. Do we got another caller on hold there? Hold on. Hold on. Keep Michael on the line in case this guy doesn't get it right. Hold on, Michael. Oh, no, he's gone. We lit up. Hello. Welcome to Kiss My Ash Radio. What is your name, and do you know the answer to the question? Uh, Cincinnati, 1996. Well, what was that year again? I'm sorry. 19... Cincinnati, 1996. There you go. Hey. Right. What is what, your name, what is darling? Your, what is your name, sweetheart? Elizabeth. And where are you calling from? Uh, West Palm Beach. Well, congratulations, Elizabeth. You just won a humidor. We'll get your information. She got it right. All right. Well, we got to go. We got to get off the air? Yeah. All right, folks. In my traditional closing, uh, who do we got coming up next week? Anything you know? Uh, Not a clue? All right. Here we go. Next week. Uh, we, it's been another, we hope you enjoyed this edition. Oh. Andy, thank you for joining us. Great show. Thank Tons you of so information. much. Thank you. Um, join us next week as we have Robert Caldwell of Asylum Cigars in the studio. In my traditional closing, I remind you all. That Lady M will be back next week, so don't panic. <laughs> Life oh is short. Savor the moments account. Most probably never be afraid to express how you feel because if anyone doesn't like it, just tell them to kiss your ash. Be merciless, spare no cigar, smoke them all like God's sword mouth. You've been listening to Kiss My Ass Radio on Seaview Radio. Every Saturday from 10 a.m. until noon, join the gang as they pursue life, liberty, and fine cigars. If you missed the show, need more information, log on to kissmyassradio.com. To me, I-